Good evening, and as always, I want to thank you for taking time out of your evening uh, to watch this. If uh, you don't get to watch it at 8 o'clock and you catch it on the podcast uh, uh, the next day or uh, weeks later, uh, I want to thank you just for taking time out to listen, and uh, I hope that this will encourage you uh, in a world that is uh, messed up, a world that is very discouraging uh, and seems like there isn't a lot of hope. I hope that this uh, message will give you some of that. Uh, we are continuing to look at why the nativity, and as some of us, um, like myself, can be guilty of uh, getting so caught up in the Christmas season with other things uh, that I forget the most important thing. Uh, while I'm so worried about giving gifts that I forget the greatest gift. Uh, when we try to be the world's best gift givers, uh, we forget that God is truly the greatest giver of gifts. And uh, we're in question 11 and question 12 tonight. Uh, why call him Jesus? And why was Jesus born of a virgin? And uh, if you've been going through this little book with us, um, and if you don't have it, we can get you on at church or they're a dollar and fifty cents on the internet. But the name Jesus is really just the Greek equivalent of Joshua, which means God saves. It is really bringing us back to probably one of the greatest Old Testament leaders by the name of Joshua who succeeded Moses. And so for a young Jewish family to name their son Joshua would have been very similar, as David Jeremiah points out is, for someone in America to name their kids George Washington or Abraham Lincoln. It was very much a symbolic name, a name that was very special. And it's very important that Jesus takes this name because God the Father wanted his earthly name to be this. It says in Matthew chapter 1, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So this name was given specifically by the Father to show the mission of Jesus, that his mission was truly to save people from their sins, to save us from ourselves. And um, it's interesting to note, though, that when we look at this name of Jesus, it was a very common name. Uh, literally, um, David Jeremiah says there were 20 other people with the name Jesus um, at the time that Jesus was alive. <coughs> and so a very common name. But what we see is that after Jesus died on the cross and was buried and rose again, this name uh, in Jewish history goes extinct. No one who worshipped Jesus wanted to name their children Jesus because of the reverence that Jesus' name holds. And everyone who denied Jesus and believed he was a heretic would have in no way gave their name uh, to that name to their children. And I think it's very important because the Bible says that his name is above every name, that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess 
that Jesus is Lord, Philippians 2, verses 9 through 11. And so the name of Jesus was significant, it was intentional, and it was given for us to know that God has a purpose and a plan. And in our life, sometimes we can really get hung up on things like names or backgrounds or um, family history, but none of that really matters if you know the name of Jesus. No matter what you accumulate in this life, no matter what you accomplish in this life, everything still revolves around Jesus. You can be the most famous star in the world, but if you know not Jesus, if you have nothing earthly of material possessions or fame, but yet you have Jesus, you have everything. And so tonight, I really hope that you'll think about that when you think about the specific name, the meaning of it, and the purpose behind it. But also, why was Jesus born to a virgin? And this is one of the most important chapters in this little book. It's one of the most important teachings in the worship of God is that Jesus has always existed. Jesus was not created um, as God's son physically. Jesus has always been God. Jesus is not a brother to Satan. He is not the first angel that was created. Jesus is God. And what separates Christianity from cults, from false religions, is this teaching that Jesus is not the Son of God, that he is not divine. And the virgin birth points us to this one simple thing, that Jesus is unlike any person that has ever been born. And in Luke chapter 1, it talks about the Holy Spirit will overshadow Mary. And so it was a miraculous birth. It was a miraculous conception. And the reason I believe this is so important in our beliefs is because while Jesus came as a baby, which we'll look at next week, to teach us humility, Jesus came through the virgin birth to teach us of his divinity. That while he can sympathize with us, while he did take on human flesh, he was God. And that separates him from us. That he was born unlike any of us. That he came into this world divine. That he had came into this world by choice. He came into this world for a purpose and a plan. And that plan was to become the perfect sacrifice. The perfect sacrifice on the cross that I needed and you needed. And that could not have happened if Jesus would have been any other man because Jesus would have sinned. He would have fallen short. He would have broken God's law. And so he wouldn't be that perfect sacrifice. And if Jesus isn't the perfect sacrifice, then I can't be saved and you can't be saved. But because Jesus was born in a miraculous way, he lived in a miraculous way. He died a horrific death, but yet rose again miraculously. There is hope. And so I really want to encourage you because many of you might read the Bible and say, well, Jake, I just don't know if I can believe that miracle. Or I don't know if I can believe this miracle. Or I don't know, I, I just don't know if I can believe all the Bible. Friends, if you can't believe it all, 
You can't believe any of it. If a miraculous virgin birth is too much for you, a dead man coming back to life will be too much. If God creating the world in Genesis in six literal days, thousands of years ago, is more than you can believe, then how do you think he's going to destroy this earth and create a new heaven and a new earth? The same way. And so the word of God is true. It is encouraging. And you can read it and believe it, even if you can't explain it all, even if you can't understand everything. It is true. And if God is a miracle-working God, he can do miracles in your life. He can repair your marriage. He can save those prodigal children. He can encourage that discouraged person. He can do in your life the miracle that you need. And so as always, I pray that you'll have a wonderful weekend. I want to invite you, if you don't have a church to worship at, uh, we would love to see you at 8 or 10.30 on Sunday morning. Uh, we worship on Sunday nights at 6 o'clock, and we would love to see you. If we can ever pray for you, uh, please submit those prayer requests. We'll check those and pray for you. Please do continue to remember the families that have lost loved ones and uh, have those who are going through very challenging times right now. Uh, as I know, some of our uh, watchers have lost family members and friends here recently. Be remembering to pray for one another. So as always, thank you so much for watching and listening, and may God richly bless you and your home.